Hi everyone, I'm Lee Stabert, Editor-in-Chief of Keystone Edge, and this is your latest episode of Key Change. In this podcast series, we're spotlighting passionate and creative Pennsylvanians. You've probably never heard of Alibi, a company based in Pipersville in Bucks County, but you've definitely heard their work. Music featured in national ads for McDonald's, trailers for Top Gun and Stranger Things, and in the background of thousands of TV shows and video games. This company has created a library of over 350,000 pieces of audio, available both to Fortune 500 companies and to upstart YouTubers alike. To learn more about this fascinating corner of the music industry, and to learn how a company from Pennsylvania has become such a leader in the space, we chatted with the founder. Dun dun dun! There's my little bit of a musical flair for you. My name is Jonathan Parks. I'm the founder of Alibi Music. We provide music for media, including trailers, television shows, promos, advertising, internet content. And I'm currently based in Pipersville, Pennsylvania. So tell me a little bit about your career path. Were you always a musical kid? Was this always something that you wanted to pursue? Yeah, so I was, you know, I played in bands in high school. I went to college in Nashville for a degree specializing in the music industry. And then I moved to Los Angeles after college, where my first job was at EMI Capital Records Distribution, where it was a time of Napster, so they were actually digitizing their catalog to um, try to figure out a legal way to sell the catalog digitally. And this was prior to Apple and iTunes store coming out for viable options for that. And then after that, I was hired by a jingle house that wrote music for commercials to start a licensing company. I started that up uh, with my knowledge of the business, the music law, music production, and digital asset management. And um, I left in 2011 to start Alibi. So did you go from Los Angeles back to Pennsylvania, or were there any other stops along the way? Yeah, it was Los Angeles, New York, and then Pennsylvania. Did that feel like a big decision to move back to Pennsylvania? I mean, I think that when we think about the music industry, we probably think mostly about New York, LA, maybe Nashville. Were you confident that you could make this work in Bucks County? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Prior to 2020, I still traveled to LA and to New York probably once a month. But so much of what uh, you do is just working at a computer with emails and software and communicating digitally. But it is important when possible to see people face to face. And most of the clientele we have is in New York and LA. And how does this work in terms of talent attraction? Do most of the people who work for your company live local to you? Are they all over the country? So they are all over the country and all over the world. We have people in LA, San Francisco, New York, Philadelphia, Nazareth, and uh, various other places in the States. Our head producer is actually based in Colchester, United Kingdom, and um, our our UK music supervisor is based in Nottingham. And then our composer, our talent pool is um, an artist, are in 19 countries and all spread out throughout the United States as well as many other territories. So why did you want to be in Pennsylvania? Basically more space. My personal partner, she wanted uh, just to be somewhere with more space. And my roots were here and, um, you know, the the business has always been legally based in Pennsylvania and our accounting and our 
investments have always come from Pennsylvania since the start. Can you just talk about your sector in the music industry? Because I think it's one that people encounter every day, but never think about. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, how would you sort of explain it to a layperson? 40% of the music that you hear on television is what we do. It's not all ours, unfortunately, but some of it is. It's called production music. It's music created for the specific purpose of being useful for television promos, film trailers, reality shows, scripted programming. So it's a business-to-business operation, and the catalog that we build is for the purposes of our clientele, who are music supervisors and television producers, marketing and advertising um, editors and producers. So we we make a catalog of music that's very easy to license because it's made for that purpose. With a commercial artist, it's going to be more expensive. They're going to have to track down the label, the publishers, and any owners of all the copyrights of the piece of music with what we do, we own all the copyrights to the music. We can license easily and quickly. And and that's what production music catalogs do. That's why they exist. We have since released the entire catalog commercially as well, so we also became somewhat of a commercial label. We don't market to consumers currently, but when we get a track on Westworld or Peaky Blinders and fans discover it, that's when the Spotify plays on those tracks go up quite a bit. So you mentioned a couple of very high-profile projects. Can you share anything else um, that you guys have worked on that people might be familiar with or things just that you thought ended up being really exciting and cool? (laughs) Um, It's all exciting and cool. I'd say it would be hard to mention a movie marketing campaign that uh, for a movie you've heard of in the last 10 years that hasn't included something from us for let's say a really big hollywood movie are they usually coming to you and are you guys producing something for them or are they going into your catalog and getting existing work we do and have done custom music but our primary focus has been building very diverse high quality catalog where they can just pull from and take it from the catalog so is that someone, you know, going into your catalog and typing in, you know, keywords is it like action movie, tense, scary, you know, how are people actually interacting with this huge library of, of sounds and music you have? Especially as we've honed in our website and um, honed in our search features and which we developed from scratch. We were using an off-the-shelf platform before, which was fantastic, but we needed something more customizable. So they do find it themselves a good amount of the time, but we also have our music supervision team that's available from uh, 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Eastern time for our clients to reach out to and get suggestions for anything they're working on. You mentioned, you know, there isn't a major movie that we haven't been involved in. How do you get your name in front of people? How do you make sure that you're the go-to for this type of stuff. And is it about personal relationships with music supervisors? Is it about industry connections? How does that work? It's definitely about industry connections, personal relationships, branding. You know, the the way we initially built our clientele was, uh, you know, I obviously had relationships I had built up over the years before launching. But, you know, I sent out a few thousand handwritten cards with branded 
Alibi laser gun keychain, so it was hard to ignore us, and that was followed up with custom cards that we sent out, and then a, uh, a one-foot pillow of our little robot mascot that was sent out years ago, and it's still sitting on the couches and editing bays. So how did the pandemic affect your company? I know you were already 100% remote, so I'm sure it must have been easier for you than some, but I know also a lot of work got held up, got delayed. How did you guys ride through that time of uncertainty? It was scary as it was for everyone. We were very fortunate that we were able to continue to grow during that period. Our, our trailer business definitely took a hit for that year where everything was delayed because nothing was being released. But we fortunate to do work in many different areas and advertising and everything else. So, you know, the, uh, the, the poignant piano tracks for McDonald's commercials probably helped us through. <laughs> Such a specific time in history, right? <laughs> What's the future? What's the next five, 10 years? Do you guys have any big picture goals beyond just growing? You know, we're open to um, a, a lot of different opportunities and pathways, whether it be a merger or an acquisition or working with a larger company or even a similar sized company that we can kind of bring our superpowers together or even potential VC investment or further investment to expand our growth for the size of company we've built and the quality and the respect for the brand within our industry. We've done it for a fraction of the cost it really should have cost. So, um, you know, working with larger partners to really boost what we're already doing um, is something we're looking into. And are there any ways for a lay person to interact with your company? I mean, I've been on your website, I've clicked through some of the music and stuff. And you were saying you put some tracks on Spotify. But you know, are you also selling to someone who just wants a theme for their podcast or, you know, wants to put background music into a video that they're making for YouTube? You know, everyone's a creator now, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. With e-commerce and subscriptions, we were able to launch that with our new site before we had a very industry-specific site. Now the catalog is really open to anyone who makes anything at costs that is affordable. Um, you know, for a Spider-Man trailer, it's quite expensive for one piece of music, but for people making YouTube videos, you know, that same piece of music, as well as every catalog of $350,000 uh, tracks is available for 19 bucks a month. Very cool. So that's a whole different section of the business is a subscription, like an accessible subscription for everyday yeah. creators. So podcast, YouTube, um, we have a small business license for small businesses, you know, during doing their marketing and social videos, as well as, you know, advertising at agencies on the lower level doing small business advertising where it's uh, 50 bucks a month and gain the same music as McDonald's at an affordable rate. We're excited to be able to open up to the catalog to all users. Setting up a from scratch e-commerce site was a process to say the least, but we had some wonderful developers that made it happen for us. I love the idea that I'm just going to go through my day and, you know, be advertised at and be on the internet and I will probably encounter some alibi music out there. Um, yeah, I won't even know. You know again, uh, 
there's been times where I've heard a track on a commercial or a promo. I'm like, that's really cool. And I hear it again. I'm like, yeah. Then I hear it again. I'm like, I think that's one of ours. Then I hear it five more times. Like, okay, <laughs> I'll check it out. And I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote that 10 years ago. <laughs> that is, that's, yep. that's a fun moment. I hope you enjoyed our 12th installment of Key Change. If you know of a run at PA business or organization that should be featured in this podcast series, visit our website and tell us all about it. In the meantime, subscribe to Key Change on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep an eye out for upcoming episodes of Prism, and we are here as well. Until next time.